What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Loop Page Podcast. You're listening to um, episode number 55. Um, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you click that button. They release a new episode every couple of weeks. And if you're not already following me over on Insta, get over there. Uh, my handle is Luke underscore page. So uh, today's episode, I catch up with an old mate, Laura Grady. And um, if you're wondering, well, how are we mates? What's happened? How do we meet? Well, you're just going to have to listen to the episode. Um, and there's also a benefit to listening to this episode apart from finding out how we actually met. And that is because we discuss how to build a successful and sustainable coaching business in 2022. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Hey. How are you? Wow, long time. I know. How long wild. time? Do you know I was like, it's, this is a weird question. Is um your last name always been Grady and not O'Grady? It's always been Grady. Yeah. I don't know why oh, I was like. Actually, no. Well, they did have, I mean, for me, yes, but in the like when people were coming from Ireland to Australia, they did drop yeah. the O. So as in like, as far as I've known you, you've always been Laura Grady. Right? Yeah. I don't, you know, when you have like this, you're like, did that actually happen? That type of thing. I was like, I think I looked at your name this morning and I'm like, did she used to be O'Grady? No. <laughs> <Sorry>. no. <laughs> Some random thing. What's oh, cracking? How you been? I've been good. Yeah, I've been good. I was just... um. I was literally, I had an idea earlier today and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to jump on that. And so I was just typing it all and I wrote the sales page in like 10 minutes. So oh, I was really? just like, I'm going to send that off to my assistant. <laughs> so you just smashed that. So what was the sales page for? Um, I'm doing an activation. So I'm uh, going to be doing a mastermind. It's very low key. Like I don't, mm. I don't like to do massive launches. I did a mastermind earlier in the year and I, I don't like to massively launch it because I have su- such a large audience where it's, most of them are not there for that. Yeah. Um, so I am doing like I have a close friends list where I've been adding people who are in the coaching space who are earning over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been launching a mastermind. I've had really good interest. There's only going to be 10 spots. And I'm like, mm, yeah. I feel like I want to create more ways that people can work with me and get access to my energy at a lower offering that's easy for me to do because if they don't buy now they'll buy eventually Mm. Um, and I can just resell it on the site so I'm doing an activation session for women in business which is cool sick nice it's like one of the things I want to chat to you about because I was like it's like what can we chat about because I know I mean I I rate you yeah Laura like and you've been doing this for years and I was like what can we like chat about and I (laughs) I, and I kind of looked, I think, have you got like a, have you got like a podcast? I just launched one. Yeah. Um, I saw, I saw that, but as in, I saw something like, have you got Super like some Spotify channel where like you've been on podcasts or something like that? Yes. Yeah. I saw that. And I was like, everyone was like talking to you about like manifestation stuff like that. And I'm like, I kind of like, whenever people talk about the same stuff, I try and talk about something different and I'm like, yeah. 
what else can we speak to Laura about? I'm like, <laughs> she's got heaps of knowledge. And I'm like, you know what? I, it'd be cool because like, it's interesting how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Just to talk about how we met and then how you start as a coach. And then, you know, cause you've evolved and then, you know, you're doing business coaching now, for example, and you've been doing other coaching and plus you're still doing other coaching. And I just think like, say for my audience, it'd be good because they're mainly no, early stage coaches. They're making under six figures yeah. and it'll be good for them to get a bit of a snapshot into how you actually evolve and you change. Because I think when we first start out, we always think, well, this is what I'm doing and this is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I've got, you know, gee, I'm like freaking out about this thing, but you know, as we change and we grow, we, our businesses change. Yeah. And our, yeah. And what, our market and everything like that. Yeah. So cool. is that cool? <laughs> awesome. Where you living by the way? Um, you're, you're in Melbourne. Like whereabouts are you living these days? Uh, I'm in Carnegie again. So I was in Carnegie with yeah. Anna and then I moved right. to Bentley and now I'm in Carnegie and we're just in the process yeah. of trying to buy a house. So nice. Carnegie going. and Bentley, they're like next to each other, aren't they? Literally. I really yeah. like this pocket of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? I'm in Yarraville. Have you yeah. been, you've been Yarraville before? I have. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you know a lot of people are like, because anything, if you live over in the East where you do, yeah. Anyone, yeah. and you've always lived in the, over in the East, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. People are like, like the Westgate's almost like it's a different world over there. Like you cross the, you know, you don't cross the Westgate yet. It's almost like if you yeah. cross on the Westgate, you're going on holiday. But yeah. um, a lot of people, um, they say about Yarraville, they're like, I didn't realize it was so close and what it was like. It's almost it's like so once you cross the Westgate, it's like demon land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I have an I have an uncle and auntie who live over there. So I spend a lot yeah. of time over there. And I think mm. it's stunning. I just don't like the traffic. It's in the West? Yeah. Nightmare is it, traffic. Yeah. Is it is it like crazy bad over here, is it? Well, to get to you. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's like it will take you what 20 minutes, like to yeah. get over it. And then other times it's like you're banked up for an hour. And mm. that to me is just hard. Yeah, enough. it is risky. There are some little tricks though, Laura, I could teach you. I've always said I'm going to write a book on how to maneuver <laughs> around the city streets. Because I used to, I worked at a, at a blinds company. I don't know if I ever yeah. told you that you remember. Yeah, I remember. So I was on the yeah. road, yeah. And like I, just because using the road and you've got to deal with traffic, especially yeah. on the, there's this trick on the Westgate on a lane that you're going down and you bypass hundreds of meters of traffic. And that would be in my secrets, my traffic secrets book which I'm going to yeah. release one day. I love it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, let's like go back to how we first met. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, Laura and I used to work for a, um, well, actually even before that, I worked for a coaching company, which helped coaches build their online business to six and seven figures. Um, part of my role there was um, uh, sales, um, teaching the clients how to sell, but also doing sales for the company and bringing new clients. And uh, where Laura and I met was actually through that call. Yeah. By the way, I get nightmares thinking of um, that those sales back in the day. I get nightmares. Yeah. Like, do you look at it now as in even like, and be completely honest, I'm not going to get like mm. offended or anything, as in like if you think back to um, how I took you through that call, yeah. how do you actually feel about it? So just quickly, backstory, um, I spoke to Laura. Laura was running a coaching business. This was, this is, how long ago was this? Like four, four years, years ago, probably maybe less. Yeah. Oh, probably maybe three and a half. I don't know. I something don't know. like that, right? Yeah. Something about four years. But um, 
Yeah. So Laura's like called up this coaching company because we help them with marketing and sales and everything like that. She wants to grow a business to take the next level. I think I downloaded something. Downloaded <laughs> something. And then, yeah, I, I was like, our, our system was we had a 20K program and we would basically kind of cold call in a way, call them up and go, hey, Laura, what's up? It's Luke here from winning, da, 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 da. You download this thing. And this like book them into another sales call, another sales call, and then like close them after three calls into a 20K program. But it yep. was an intense, if you think about it, never met this person before, never face-to-face, uh, no Zoom calls back in those days. It was by telephone. Um, mm. And then, you know, in three calls, they've bought a $20,000 program. You've got to be fairly intense with your sales approach and style. It was intense. Which, um, yeah, it, it kind of, I, yeah, I get nightmares thinking about it. So I'm, I'm seriously curious. How did you, like you thinking back to it with just you and I, not as in mm. when you came in the company and all that, how did you kind of feel, feel about the whole thing? I mean, it was very hardcore, masculine, pushy kind of energy unintentionally, but you were yeah. very good at sales. Like I, I will say this until, you know, the day I die, like you were brilliant at sales, brilliant at, at the, the process mm-hmm. Me, in how I felt. I, I think the biggest thing around sales is like, especially when you're selling with coaches, like if they're not willing to back themselves, then you're the sale can be really a horrible kind of experience, I suppose. Mm. So I didn't find it to be a horrible experience or anything like that. I didn't necessarily, I mean, is it the most, I would never do it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would really <laughs> yeah, yeah. It now. But at the time, I think that that was just what the industry was like. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not like we've had, we've come leaps and bounds in the whole industry and it's just a totally different space now, but yeah brilliant at selling and brilliant at allowing me to feel safe within the sales process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd really, I really admire you for that. And I've like, I've all still to this day admire you for how you were able to do that, but I can imagine for the wrong person would have been very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. We had some like intense combos. Yeah. With some people. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. like when did you, um, when did you first get into coaching? Like, when did you start your business and what were you doing back then? Like, who were you helping? Do you remember that? I, yeah. So I'm in my fifth year now. So it would have just been, um, yeah, like four and a bit years ago. Um, I, I did my course, my coaching as in course. Coaching course, not winning yeah. as in the coaching no, no, course. No, 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 coaching yeah. course. Um, so I was certified and then I, started to work with women and I was typically actually in the early days working with women around anxiety. I think that I found that anything that you're struggling with, you typically help your clients around. <laughs> like yeah, it's definitely. One of those experiences. So that's yeah. what I was typically working with, with women around um, some eating stuff, um, women around their relationship to themselves, their body, very self-love kind of thing. I still do so much of that now. Like so much of my work is in, is ingrained in that. That kind of mm. hasn't really changed. Um, but I really struggled. Like the first six months of running the business was horrible. Like not, no, no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it was fucking terrible. I hated it. Mm. Um, Why? I, had this big dream and I had so many people in my life truly like um, put their nose up at it, uh, didn't want to borrow of me, thought it was 
because coaching at the time, I don't know, I, I don't know if this is your experience, but coaching at the time was like a really woo woo weird thing to be doing. And um, people had a lot of stories around it and like opinions about what it actually looks like. And so I had this experience where I was like shedding all these people out of my life because they didn't want to buy of me. The business wasn't doing well. Mm. Uh, I was signing a couple of clients, but I was not charging well at all. And then I met you and then things sort of started to shift and I was able to step into um, charging more and having the backing and the confidence to, yeah, create differently. I didn't really use the company's model though at all. Yeah. both know that i never used it well. yeah i mean some people didn't use the company model uh, yeah. I, I mean i th- why do you think that and it's interesting because it's like oh you paid 20k for a program whatever it was and then you didn't exactly follow the model of it but you say that you it ultimately helped your business yeah, go forward 100%. why do you think that was Well, I think that we step into different containers and different spaces for a reason. And for me in that space, I was meant to be there for a reason. I truly believe that. And I learned so, so much and working for the company too, learned so, so much. And I'm so grateful for for all of those lessons and for the people that I got to meet at the time. Am I super proud of myself with all the different ways that I was handling myself? Probably not, but that's all right. Such as life, you move on, you you win some, you lose some. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was a really pivotal turning point because I didn't know anyone like me. So I didn't know anyone yeah. in my space, in my experience. Mm-hmm. I was actually doing the work that I was doing. So I was kind of put into a space where so many people were doing the work successfully. No, maybe not, but you know, mm-hmm. at least they were giving it a red hot crack. Mm-hmm. And um, it opened me up to see what was possible. So prior to that, I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to be charging 50 bucks an hour for the rest of my life. This is not, I don't know how I'm going to make, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. Um, mm. so yeah, it was a really, it was a, it helped me catapult into a different layer and a different level. And then when those lessons were done and they were learned, you know, moved on to different places. So cool. So, um, another backstory. So Laura basically joined the coaching program to get help with the business. And then you also actually joined our company at one stage as well yeah, to be, shortly. um, <laughs> for it wasn't long. How long was it for? I think it was six like- months or something. No, it was less. It was, it was like three months. I barely, I barely lasted there. <laughs> Were you still there when I was there? Yes. I think I left before you did. Okay. All right. You must have, we must have left similar times because you, I remember we were both, I remember us both being in the WeWork on. Um, yeah. Yeah. On uh, Collins Street, or whatever. Yeah. So that was towards the end for me. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I didn't. I think that things started moving to working from home. And then I immediately said, I'm out. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> like straight away. <laughs> yeah. So like building your business plus working a job, how mm-hmm. did you find that? How did you manage it? How did you kind of, how did you overcome just, you know, generally what happens when we work a job is the feedback I get. And you know, I went for it, through it as well is that it takes really, our focus away. Yeah. 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 I wasn't really that? allowed to. So um, there was sort of contracts in place that wouldn't allow me to grow anything. So I didn't grow. Um, I just sort of maintained the client base that I already had. Um, But like in the early stages of my business, I was working a retail job on the side and Mm. I just had to roll with that and do that. Um, And so working, it does take your mind away from it, but I actually think that's a really good thing in the early stages. I don't see that as a bad thing because Mm. 
Otherwise, if you don't have a client base, you're sitting around all day long thinking about it and Mm. ruminating on it and energetically blocking yourself because Mm -hmm. you're like, why isn't it happening yet? Why is this not happening? Fuck. You know, so I actually don't think it's a bad thing at all. And if it creates that financial stability enough that you go, okay, I feel safe and I'm feeling, you know, comfortable, um, I can actually give this a proper crack. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing because I work with women in particular, you know, those who identify as women and a lot of their time, their nervous systems are not calibrated to that kind of uncertainty. And so you have to ease them into it. And I don't know wrong with that. So you think like, it's not a bad thing in the early days that you've got a job because it takes your mind off, you know, I guess that you haven't got the things to fill, like you haven't got the client base yet. So if you're just sitting at home, it's like you just get stuck in your own head and you freak out type thing. 100%. 100%. Like that's the experience that I've had with, well, I've seen with most of my clients in the early stages. Mm-hmm. I work with clients more now when they're, you know, in those places of wanting to scale, but I don't see it as a bad thing. I mean, granted, for some people, it's brilliant to get away from it. And if your yeah. job is all consuming, like you're working 45 hours a week, 50 hours a week, and you don't have any time for yourself. Yeah then would I say that that's a good time? Like that that's that's a good thing to do? Absolutely not. Like I'm talking an easy job where you clock in, you clock out, your mind is separate to that. Mm-hmm. And when you're being really intentional with your time, working on your business, yeah. things just work. I mean, I was explaining to Luke before I was doing a lot of energy stuff. Oh, I mean, I, I do energy work all the time. Like my whole day is energy work. And before I was like, oh, I've had this idea land. And within 10 minutes, I wrote the entire sales page. Now that's being in total alignment. And that is, you know, taking care of your body and your nervous system in, in such a way that things become easier. Mm. Um, and so, you know, that takes time to build up. Like, I'm not saying that's going to happen for many people. It's taken me a lot of time to be able to be in that place. But, um, you know, it just shows you how much you can utilize your time if you want to. So you've got someone listening to this and they're a coach, they're trying to build their business, but they're working a job as well. And they're like, you know, I just wish I could be full-time in my business. How do I get through this whole process, this tricky period? What would you say to them? What would I say to them? Yeah. What, well, how what's, do you, what's the advice you got for them since you've been through it and got through it? What do you actually want? Like what is your actual goal? Because... Is it yours as well? Because for some people, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be like fully booked out. Like that was my that was my dream. I wanted to be booked out 12 hours a day. I fucking, I got that. Mm. I got that dream. And then I was like, damn, I hate this. This is yeah. like a torture. I want to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So booked out to the point where I was like, I can't fucking breathe. This is yeah. exhausting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's important to, I think, in my opinion, to ask what it is that you truly desire and then to ask yourself, are you willing to go all in and to really step out of your comfort zone and are you ready for that right now? And mm-hmm. if your answer intuitively is yes and you've done all the belief work, you've done the energetic work, you've done all the shifts that you can possibly make to make sure that that is a full yes in your body, then I say yeah, get rid of the job. But if you're, if you're needing to ease your way into it, I also don't see anything being wrong with that. You know, yep. personally, I did ease. I went from working pretty much full-time to working part-time to not working at all. And that worked mm. for my nervous system because I had had a really, really strained nervous system for the majority of my life. If I had gone all in straight away, I don't think I'd still be standing here today. No way. No way. I would have been like, ah, I don't know what to do. Shit. <laughs> So, that's interesting yeah yeah so you i mean mm. that doesn't work for everyone though 
Yep. You know? And so for some people, like I have had conversations with clients where I've said, you need to be all in because you are fumbling and you are, you're sabotaging the whole way through. Mm. But if you're not that way inclined and you're not actually sabotaging and flailing and fumbling, then yeah, I mean, it can work for a little bit. Awesome. You mentioned before about um, that the coaching industry has changed since yes. uh, you've been in it. Yeah. How's it changed? So if you go back five years ago, what are we? Uh, 2016 to 2021, we're at 2022 now. Yeah. How's it changed? In my opinion, the old ways of selling, the hardcore mm. mindset work, mm-hmm. um, they, in my opinion, this is my model of the world. This is how I see things. So I also just want to really make that clear. <laughs> want to make this clear. <laughs> Don't quote no, me, everybody. No, no, no. Because I, I, I love when people disagree, but it's yeah. um, I'm trying to make it incredibly clear. From my opinion and from my standpoint, I have seen things move from hyper-masculinity in business where people mm-hmm. are like, hustle hard, get on all these cold calls, fucking close them, get them over the line, (laughs) money doesn't matter, la, 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 to a much more magnetizing feminine approach in business. Mm -hmm. And the magnetizing feminine approach has worked, that has skyrocketed and scaled my business to multiple, multiple six figures. I have a full team. It's fantastic. Yeah. The old way, I could, I was not handling it. I was just yeah. burning out all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think people um, and the market typically, in my experience, they're wanting more than just this is your strategy, go and do it. They're wanting how can I shift how I view the world? How can I change how I see myself and how I see myself as a leader in this industry? How can I step into that layer and that level of myself? Mm -hmm. How can I embody what I need to embody? How can I energetically be open? How can I clear these blocks that have been holding me back for years in multiple areas? You know, and so I think it's, it's shifted and the focus instead of being so masculine, let's make this amount of money. It's going, what kind of life do I want to live and how can I create a beautiful business that supports that and supports mm. me rather than me being a workhorse for this business. <laughs> That's making me mm. feel drained all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like um, going through the winning process. It was like, so, you know, how you mentioned the, the booked out thing. It's kind of like you think you, you think you want this, but then you get it and you realize I don't actually want that. So for you, it was like, my dream is to be booked out. Um, and then you are and you're like, ah! yeah, like stuff. I mean, cause I, I, I um, like, from going through winning, it was like that. And I couldn't stand it. You know, it was like, yeah, it was like call after call after call. Good luck sustaining that level of energy and giving your whole to someone. Yeah. And doing that. You can't do it. Yeah. So I learned a really awesome lesson from that because that's what you probably just assume. It's just like, I want to be booked out. And it's like, you know, people have got on their little bio, you know, I help you get booked out and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some people call, cool. some people like that. Right. But I think a lot of people think they want it, but it's not what they want. <laughs> it's just, it's intense. Um, and the sales thing. Um, look, I agree with you. It's like my style of, um, I don't, I don't even do sales calls anymore, Laurie. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like the, the sales calls for me, are, like they're already 95% sold. They jump on the phone. It's just like, Hey, what's up? I just want to check that everything's all cool. Yeah. You know about everything. Cool. All right. Let's get you, let's get you started with it. But yeah. I wouldn't have got that if I didn't go through what we went through at winning. 
Yeah. And I'm so grateful. Like, and yeah. they were doing at the time what the whole industry was doing. Mm-hmm. This is not like they were one, you know, it, everyone was doing that. Like people yeah. in the US were doing it. It was yeah. just, and people, like, I feel like in the US, it's so much more common as well to continue to be in that masculine kind of framework. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it is a whole, it is a whole different world and experience. And there are so many different ways now, like there's not one way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's about, um, you know, you deciding how you want your life to look and how you want to experience it. You know, I've been, I've been going through this process over the last 12 months with my partner where I had these, you know, major health shifts and changes where truly I was only working like five hours a week this for about seven months of the last financial year, still turned over multiple, multiple, you know, six figures. Mm. And it was a real like, oh shit, <laughs> kind of experience. I was like, oh my God, what have we done? Like, this is, I can't, I'm so sick. And my business, because I'm in a place where I was like, you know, starting to move into scaling mode where there was less that I needed to do and uh, more that I was able to receive. Um, I really asked myself the question of like, what, where do I want to be? What do I actually desire for myself? Um, and how can this business help support me moving forward? And so whilst it was really, really hard, it was amazing that I didn't have to have that level of hard hustling because I just would have flailed. I wouldn't have coped. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool how it's all changed. And I love mm. that, you know, you felt that too and you felt that shift and experienced those changes as well. It's awesome. Um, so when you're going through all the health challenges, yeah, did you, did you ever feel like, oh man, this coaching thing, how am I going to keep it going? Or were you just like, nah, look, this is, I'm just, you know, I'm sick at the moment. I'm feeling good. And you know, this is my dream. I'm always going to go back to it. Or were there moments where it's like, cause, um, you may feel this, but you know, to be a coach and to be a leader, it takes a lot of bloody energy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. It takes a lot of <laughs> nonstop work. It's hard. And there's, yeah. it's, you know, it brings up your insecurities, all of them constantly being a role model for your audience. And if that's, you know, if that's what you should be doing is being a role model. So it's not easy. It's not a comfortable path. You constantly mm. like on the edge of your seat type thing. Yeah. So you already having that pressure and you're feeling that, right? So are you already having that as what you get in being a leader to a big audience? Mm. Plus then, you know, you're sick because I don't, if I was sick, my life stops when I'm sick. I never get sick, but when it does, everything stops. Like if you ask my wife, yeah, she's like, you know, when you're sick, like you just, you're a different person. Like I don't talk. I don't want to be around people. It's just when it's like, I go in the corner and I just crawl up into a little ball. Everything turns off and stops. That's yeah. how I get. Yeah. So yeah. Like when you're going through all that, like how are you feeling about your coaching and everything in your business. I wanted to burn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fully transparent. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck this, fuck everyone. <laughs> everyone leave me alone. And you know, and it's seasons. We're seasonal. We're seasonal as humans. And so mm. I believe that we go through seasons in life where everything feels really fantastic and it might feel like it's full of ease and we're in these scaling and it's like so exciting and expansive and all these ideas are landing kind of what I feel like I'm in right now. For, yeah, about seven months, I would say from like November of last year, yeah, until like July, August, maybe even a bit longer than seven months, it was like trudging through shit. Mm. It was really hard. It was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, 
there were so many things that I wanted to do. But at the time, like just to give context, um, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. I had a um, laparoscopy, which was fine. Like I was cool. I was just in a lot of pain. So I was like. What's that? What's the laparoscopy thing? It's like a surgery that you go in for and they do a sweep and they um, cut out all the the scar tissue in your body. So Mm. you're able to not bloat, not be in excruciating pain every month. For me, it was every two weeks because I also had other things going on. So I was basically bedridden every two weeks. Yeah, wow. Um, And like just like starting to find my feet and then I'd be bedridden again. Um, And so, yeah, it was, I was very, very sick. And then I had the surgery, got got better, but we went on straight away into a hormonal treatment. And the hormonal treatment required me to get this thing called Zolodex. If you don't know what Zolodex is, they use high doses of it as a breast cancer treatment. So if you can get any context on what it was like in the body, um, they essentially inject into your pelvis and stop your hormones. And when they That's- stop your hormones... They stop all of them, the ones that are growing the endometriosis and also all your happy hormones, they're all gone. See you later, kaput, we're done. So I had no energy. Mm. Um, Walking around the block, I would have to come home and nap. If I was doing Mm. sessions, I would be napping in between sessions because I was so yeah. So you had clients throughout this. You're still running them. Yeah, I was still running stuff. You know what, I need a break for a couple of weeks or a month, so you just still held on to them. Um, no, cause it was one of those things where I, I thought I was going to be on the treatment for six months. So I was like, yeah. I have to get used to this being my new normal. And I was having yeah. hot flushes as well, like hot flushes to the point where, I mean, I have, I was running my mastermind at the time and yeah. I would have the air con on in the middle of winter. And I was like this taking yeah, them through sure. a process. Right. <laughs> oh, man. No. But I mean, you know, again, seasonal, like it doesn't yeah. make me a bad leader that I was just experiencing a difficult time in my life. It mm-hmm. makes me human. Um, and so like, it was really hard. That was the time yeah. of my life was really hard. I had no creative drive. There was nothing new coming in. I typically launch a program every couple of months. No new programs came out. There was about five months where I did nothing new. Mm -hmm. And I just went, I'm just going to sit in the void here and struggle and mentally struggle and do what I can. I worked with one-on-ones. I just did my normal stuff. I didn't post on social media, I think, for like five weeks at one point, which is very rare for me um, because I'm on there all the time. (laughs) So. It was a really odd time for me, but it was seasonal. And then I moved out of it and things shifted and I trusted, I knew that I would move out of this space. So how Um, did you like show up as a coach in those times when it's like, you know, you it's like being the leader and the role model and you weren't, you know, that you were nowhere near your best version. Like, how did you actually. I was honest. I was really honest. I told 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 them what was going on. Yeah. I was like, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm in a season. Mm. And I said, like, this is also an initiation and a lesson to you that this could happen to you and you can still have your business. You can Mm -hmm. still run things. You can still do the things that you need to do and you can have clients that have compassion for where you're at. Yeah. Because the more that I try and keep myself on a pedestal and pretended like nothing was wrong and I wasn't going through anything, the more disconnection I had from my audience and from the clients that I was working with. But when I was on, I was on like, you know, there would, I would never, it didn't impede my ability to be able to coach because that's, I'm good at that. That's what I've been you know, doing this for a long time. Mm. But um, I just allowed myself to humanize who I was and where I was at. 
you know, and I remember one session once where we were we were doing a process and specifically mastermind. I was running very heavily with the mastermind and then one-on-ones and that was basically all I was doing. And I remember doing a session with them and talking about like, you know, the ups and downs of business and we're kind of riffing on stuff. And they were like, well, you know, we don't see you going through the ups and downs. Like you're telling us you're sick. We never see it. And I was like, well, this afternoon I was in a puddle of tears in the shower for Mm. about half an hour. And they went, oh, thank you for actually telling us how you feel. And I'm like, cool. All right. We'll do more of this then. (laughs) So Yeah. It was just Mm. being really honest about the experience. So what did your life, what's your biggest learning out of that, that whole, however long it was, how long did you say it was five months? Well, well, I mean, I was on the treatment itself for three months, but in total of really struggling about seven, um, six, seven. Yeah. I mean, I could look into it properly, but I can't remember. Um, (laughs) Get out your diary. We need the specifics. Sorry. Yeah. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, my biggest lesson was that life is seasonal Mm -hmm. and you will go through seasons like I just Mm. went through. And it might be that you have a relationship breakdown. Mm. It might be that you experience a miscarriage. It might be that, you know, you want to change and you want to pivot your whole life and your whole business because your beliefs have changed. It might be that, you know, you lose what you thought was your life. It might be that you lose your health. Right. Mm. And it's, integral to have a business set up that can support you during every season not just when it's beautiful exciting and pretty i love that so it's important and this is the big thing that i'm so passionate about because i'm working with women who are mums yeah like they don't want to fucking work 10 hours a day they want to work two hours a day and i see that as being possible i barely bloody work now and things Mm. work really well so Mm. i you know it's it's about creating that safety that ability to be able to receive and trusting that different seasons of your life do not need to hinder you and you can still be supported and no one's asking you to be perfect yeah Um, because you know we hear this whole like imposter syndrome i was speaking to this a lot the other yep. day about being an imposter and I'm like we are we're all imposters we're all mm. showing our highlights all the time no yeah. like I'm an imposter at some fundamental mm. level there will be something that I do that will make me an imposter because it will not mm-hmm. be totally in alignment with my values or who I wish to be but you can simultaneously be the most you know the best expert in the field specifically what you do and a total fucking imposter they can yeah. coexist doesn't mean anything yeah I mean I I, I was uh speaking to someone about this recently and i said like it never goes away it's just like if you're if you're trying to get to a new level you're always going to have it like i yeah i always have it to some degree like if i'm stretching into an area i haven't been before i'm like you know am i actually can i do this yeah am i good enough am i worthy enough to do this crap never ends (laughs) you mentioned about it's important to set up a business that works for all seasons what do you what would you say what do you need in a business that's going to work in all seasons Cause I think this is really cool because you know, Laura, I, another thing, this is another learning I got from winning and kind of a big part of my life through, um, you know, as I, when I, when I was like, you know, 18, 18 to 30 odd, I was all about making money. And it's just like money was successful, successful was money, having the yeah. significance, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was very impatient growing up. I wanted to be a multi, multi millionaire tomorrow. So anything mm-hmm. I got into was like, hey, the got the return's got to be instant. It's got to be yeah. really fast. Yeah. If it's anything that takes effort and it's long term, 
um, then I'm not interested. Yeah. The number of things winning done for me, and, and like you, but I mean, yeah, winning seriously changed my life on so many, so like what I got out of that, that company was like major life learnings. Same. Yeah. Um, and I, I always talk about while. because when, yeah, it's like, it's like winning was very short term. It's like, Hey, you're all making zero bucks in 12 months time. You're going to be making half a million. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you know, now, 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 fast, 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 short term, short term, short term. And that's made me go, okay, now I talk about to my clients and like, of course, you know, move fast. Right. But it's like, you know, we're playing a long-term game. You know, yeah. it's like you're here to be around in five, 10, the rest of your life. Yeah. So you've got to start living that way and be able to behave, grow your business and sustain that so you can be consistent, show up and grow over time. And if that means you need to work around finances to make that work, then you've got to figure out that out. If that means from an energy point of view, you've got to work that out, whatever it is. If that means from your partner point of view, mm-hmm. you've got to work it out. So what would you say when you say it's like an important to set up a business that works through all seasons, what are like key points or pillars where it's like, I would say, number one, go for this. Number two, have this. Number okay. three, start thinking about this. Number one, you need to work on actually having an audience and something to say. So you need to work on having an audience and something to say. Yeah. So you basically you need to be, yeah. So elaborating on that means you, you, you need an audience. Like I don't care if it's a couple hundred people. I don't care if it's a thousand people. I don't care if it's a hundred thousand people. Yeah. You need people to sell to and people to connect to. And you've got to show yourself authentically and vulnerably and not just thrash out fucking Googleable, you know, things that people can literally Google. Like, you know, if you're saying mm. like, Oh, Stuff have tips. Like, how does that impact your life? How has that impacted your client's life? Where are you? Where are you an imposter? Where are you fucking it up? Like, mm-hmm. be a person, be a human. I think the the days of the um, coach being the expert and not being a person, they're yeah. gone. Pedestaling of coaches is gone. Yes. And so, you know, I always I always liken this to like the influencer. You see the influencer and how they make such an influence and get people to buy. Yeah. Become an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> like literally become the fucking influencer. Yeah. Sell your own shit and you just don't have to sell anyone else's. Mm. That's the biggest piece because that means if you're selling products or if you're selling, you know, courses or whatever it might be, if you have connection with those people and you've got your energy behind what you're selling, they will begin to trust you. I have people who have never bought from me before and they had been following me from before I was even a coach. And only this year decided to bite the bullet. That's awesome. That's the best when that happens. Because they've built the trust. It's building the trust with the people. And Mm. that does take time. That's not something that happens overnight. And you have to be willing to share vulnerably. I see the audience like a friendship. So if you're you're a friend with someone and you never share anything with them, how do you think Mm -hmm. that friendship is going to (laughs) go? Like if you're not open with them, how do you think it's going to (laughs) go? And if you're yeah. energetically blocked in this area and you have beliefs that are blocking you, you're going to go and work on that shit because you have to be seen vulnerably. Yeah. So, so the vulnerable side of things is helps the trust. Yes. Awesome. So, okay. So number one would be you got to build an audience. 
and basically kind of sum all that up. It's like you've got to build an audience that you're connected with. Yes. What else? <laughs> the next piece You're going is... to come out with a, a, a free download later on today and you're like, six steps to set up a business <laughs> that works for all seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, you should do it. It'll work. <laughs> um, because that's what people want, or well, at least the women that I work with, because they're like, okay, I want to move into pregnancy. Like next year I want to have a baby. And yeah. so I am not pregnant right now and we're not actually trying, but I want to have a baby. I don't want to be fucking working all day. Like if yeah. you can tell me that I can have a baby and still make money, I'm there. I'm sold. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. it's about that. Um, so that whole piece is really obviously important, building the audience, um, having different ways and different touch points for people to work with you. So different layers, different levels. Like you hear of that kind of work a lot. I am somebody who used to run a lot of free stuff. Like I used to run a lot of free masterclasses. I actually did one earlier this year. I ran a free masterclass and I had like 500 people sign up to it. Mm. And from that had 90 people buy into my program. That's um, sick. What was your program? So, uh, it's called Fulfilled and Free. It was a two-week intensive and it was roughly $300. wasn't anything crazy. I think it went up to $400 or something. I think they got early bird pricing. Yeah. Um, and from that place, then that's like a lower level offer. And then I offered that, like my next program, which is Uber Fearless, it's a couple of thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I offered that to these clients and yeah. I had... Uh, I think it was 80% of the seats filled before I even went live to the public. So have different yes, offerings. Yeah. yeah, have different offerings available. You know, I'll be doing one in the next couple of days where I'll be offering something. It's a low touch point for the business clients that want to work with me and get into my energy mm-hmm. because they want to feel you and they don't just feel you from a couple of stories that you post with a nice filter, they feel you from doing a session with you, from getting an access point to you. And you can sell that in your cart at a later do- at a later date. Fulfilled and free is now an evergreen. This, the yep. course, the little activation thing will then become an evergreen. Um, mm-hmm. And then there'll be other courses for next year that will tend to evergreens. So it's things that people can buy at different times. So would you say, say like you got someone starting their business as a coach and you're like, all right, well, here's my tips. It's like, I get it. You just want to get clients right now, but you want to be thinking about the future and long-term start making decisions towards that. Let people Number one is, well, you need this audience that, you know, they're fans of yours. Yeah. So they they trust. What was that? TikTok right now is blowing coaches up and I need to start stepping into it. I've been pathetic with it. I posted one video. But TikTok is the new thing. It's where yeah. we've got to be. Have you have you been doing the TikTok TikTok stuff? I've done one video and it had like six hundred views, and I was like, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I was very proud of that. I have ten followers on there, but I do. That is yeah. my new intention moving into twenty twenty two is to really boost on TikTok. Yeah. Um, because TikTok is the new place where people are finding clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some of my clients who have really made a massive effort. Instagram is sort of, it's becoming really expensive to advertise on Instagram. Mm. Um, and it's becoming really difficult to grow your audience unless you already have an audience. Yep. So yeah, um, yep. it is a strong suggestion if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I should definitely go mm. to TikTok. Okay. So you got audience. Yeah. You've got have differing offerings. So you want to plan over time to have you know you got your high end you got your low end in between that type of thing um that that appeal to different audiences different niches every time everything like that what else stands out for you i mean get good be good at what you do be good 
Yeah, if you're not, yeah. <laughs> truly, it might sound really basic, but yeah. if you're not good at what you do, you're fucked. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you need to actually be good at it. You need to back yourself. Yeah. Because if you can't hold space for a client or if you can't, you know, um, help clients with the, the result that they're after, and it's not all on you, yeah? Like, it's not all on you. But if you can't help shift somebody's perspective and you can't help them get the results that they desire and you're really doubting that ability, you mm. really need to go and get good at it. So if that yeah. means certifications to you, then that means certifications. I know a lot of coaches who don't have any, who have done incredibly well, you don't need them, yeah. um, but you need to have some sort of a skill set to be able to offer to people because otherwise you don't have a product that you're selling. So you yeah. need to be good at it. Um, yeah. And then get really good at selling, hire a coach. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. If you don't hire a coach, you're literally like swimming blindfolded in the deep end. Mm. And you're like, oh, why am I keep bashing into things? What's happening? I'm drowning. Oh, my God. But yeah. with coach, you have someone guiding you and they can help you take off your blindfold and move you up to the kiddie pool where it feels a lot safer and a lot easier. And then you can venture out as time goes on. Anything else stands out for you? Yeah, you get good at selling. Get good at selling yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Activate your damn voice. Be a little bit um, not... Like, you know, share your opinions. Like don't actually just share the shit that everyone else is sharing that's the common stuff, the common the common um, mentality or the common mm -hmm. thought process that's going through the field. Like if you have a point of difference, yeah, actually talk about that. And it's not to demonize anybody else. And if somebody else is activated or triggered by it, that's on them. They need to mm -hmm. go sort out their shit. It has nothing to do with you. But you mm -hmm. do have to activate your voice. And you need to be willing to speak and not necessarily in an aggressive tone, but you need to yeah. be willing to speak to, to situations and to problems and to pain points that other people are not willing to do. Um, yeah. But the biggest issue that I see is that coaches are not willing to let themselves be seen. Yep. And when not willing to be let be seen, what, what does that mean exactly? They don't want to jump on a story. They don't want to talk. They don't want to run a free session. They don't want to have a conversation. They don't want to ask for a sale. They just want to people please their way through their business. Good mm. luck. It's not going to mm -hmm. work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Okay. Selling. How does someone that doesn't like selling to sell? Yeah. And it's, this is probably one of the, the people pleasers or the ones that are kind of hiding mm -hmm. and don't want to show themselves. They're probably not going to want to sell. If you've got, you're trying to grow a business and they're like, oh, I just really feel uncomfortable with selling. What would you, what advice would you give them? How do they actually kind of get past this? Because yeah, selling, it's everything you do is selling basically in your business. If you're speaking, if you're communicating, it's some you're form selling. of selling. So you've got to get good at it. You can resist yeah. it all you want, but good luck. Yeah. Um, so what are you selling? What's the offering? What's the experience that they're getting? If it's one-to-one, -one, for example, I'm a firm believer and I have a very different view on this, on the things that I sell in my business. So if somebody's in my one-to-one -one container, I see it as an energetic container and a portal for healing. I will help you as much as I possibly can. I'm here to support. I'm here to guide. I'm here to strengthen whatever it is that you're needing, right? But you're going to get so much just from saying yes to yourself. And so, and just from saying yes to being in that container, so I'm, my energy is so fucking behind that. I feel so good about that. There is no, not an inkling of doubt within my mind. Mm. So I would be going and looking at what are you fucking selling? Is your energy behind it? Do you even believe in it? If you don't believe in it, you're fucked. Good luck. Because mm. mm -hmm. you're just going to be looking for evidence on how it's not good enough. You're not good enough. The offering's not good enough. They're not getting the result. La, 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 la. Oh my God, too hard. I'm failing. Fuck it. See you later. Not doing it. 
that's typically what can happen, right? So you need to yeah. get your offering, um, you need to get your energy behind your offering, in my opinion, really behind it, like really know what they're getting. And from an energetic standpoint too, like how are they going to feel in this container? What shifts get to take place? Yes, do they need to be willing to do the work? Of course they do, but notice what that actually is. And then see selling as a conversation. It is not oh, this person is giving me money because I'm not doing anything for it. Like you're changing their life. Yeah. And it's a conversation. It's a conversation. If they feel the pull, if they feel the niggle, if they know it's for them, they're not going to be able to escape you. It might be years down the track, like it's happened with me, but they won't be able to escape you, that you will be in their mind, in their thoughts, in their dreams. They will know that it is for them, right? And mm-hmm. so trust in that process. And it's about, yeah, having a beautiful conversation and then asking for the sale. Like, hey, babe, how can I take your deposit? Mm. How, yeah. how are we getting this started? Like there's no, there's no, I just, you know, massive long paragraph. Fuck that shit. Like fuck that off. You're having yeah. a conversation with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So funny. I was um, I was doing a um, I was doing a workshop last night, and yeah. it was about selling and influence. That's what it was called. Yeah, and I was talking about the sales call, and um, one of the clients had uh, brought up that she had learnt, like you know how people say the perfect fit thing. And I'm yeah. like, do not say the perfect fit thing. Like I can't stand the perfect fit. Okay. My the purpose of this call is to see if you're a right fit. Um, I don't know. Do you use that? A lot of people use it. I mean, I have, I think it depends on the person. I just look Mm. at it as a conversation. So I I do say, I think in my, if I'm sussing out somebody, like I truly believe that I am sussing you out to see if I want to work with you. Mm. It's not like if you want to work with me, I already know you want to work with me. Like I'm very much in demand. It's not a thought process for me. And some people Mm. don't, and that's fine. They're not going to even see my shit. They're not even going to hear me. Like it's not for them. Mm. So if they're already in the process of like being on a call or being in this, you know, I always say like, if this feels like a good fit for both of us, Mm. then this is what's going to happen. But perfect fit, there's no such thing as perfect fit. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I was, I was like, um, but yeah, I was saying that it's just all you want to do on this call is just have an open and honest conversation. Yeah. Like what generally happens with, you know, tech, like normal sales calls is that the prospect gets on and they're thinking all this stuff, but they're like, I don't want to let them know. I want to let the person on the other end know what I'm thinking. And then you got the salesperson. Yeah. I'm thinking all this stuff and I'm like, I'm not going to divulge that information. I'm not going to let them know about that. So it's just like you got two people having this BS conversation, hiding shit from them. Yeah. And then good luck actually making the right decision when you're having a conversation like that. So, yeah, speak just having an open honest conversation. So true. Yeah, and just speak to it. Like, yeah. hey, are you feeling odd right now? I feel like something's off. What's going on? Yeah, Ask I like that. I like that. It's like <laughs> almost like this unapologetically being up front and just expressing what's going on. So yeah. you get to the point of the sales call and you can see there's something going on. You literally can actually say that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I have no, I just, my, my thoughts and my process around selling have changed significantly in, in mm. the last couple of years where it's just, I know if someone's meant to work with me, they they just can't escape it. They, it's just going to be there. And I say that to them. I'm like, you're going to fucking know if it's for you because mm. you will think about <laughs> me nonstop. Yeah. You, you can't escape it. So, um, 
yeah, the, the actual sales process itself um, and the sales calls and all that kind of thing. I mean, whatever works. Like I have had clients where they're like, I just don't want to do any sales calls. I'm like, that's fine. I would suggest voice messaging them though, you know, so yeah. having some VMs go across so that they can get a feel for you. But mm-hmm. who says you have to do it? You don't have yeah. to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, things work for different people. You got to find yeah. out what works for you. Yeah. Um, we mentioned, you mentioned before, I wanted to ask you about social media because it's a big thing. It's uh, mm-hmm. the way we grow our business in today's world. Yeah. How have you seen social media change over the years? And mm-hmm. where do you think it's heading mm. when it comes to a coaching business? What do you think is going to be important, say, next year, 12 months from now? Uh, the feeling that I'm getting about it is, I mean, it's really common stuff, right? Where it's like yeah. short, snappy video content, like, you can see it if you look at Instagram. I, I'm not on Facebook because, to be completely honest, literally no one that I know uses it apart from like some coaches. So yeah, I don't like Facebook. I really don't feel it. I don't vibe it at all. Um, so or I'm meta. same as you. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> meta. It's changed. Meta. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a fan. Not a fan yeah. in like any way, shape, or form. Do you know? Um. Do you know reels? Facebook. Like we just like we. I didn't yeah. have reels enabled only until like I don't know a few weeks ago. Yeah, haven't had reels the whole bloody time, which I've been like spewing about because I've been basically, you know, I, I can only post IGTV, which get next to nothing. Yeah. And photos. Yeah. So that's like so, cutting yourself off at the knees if you don't yeah. have that access. Um, but yeah, I mean, like anything that you're going to post on your reels, I would suggest mm-hmm. either making it on reels and then posting it to TikTok, which is what I've just done because... I'm so confused. I don't need, I need to go and actually explore that. That might be my task over the next couple of days. Mm. Um, but posting it on those both of those platforms and yeah, having those call to actions in like basically every single post on how to work with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, video, video is where it's at. Don't get me wrong, mm. like those long winter posts, like I still do them. I still jump on my stories. Like I really love all of that. Yeah. Consistency is really important, but don't be consistent with shit. Mm. like if you're posting bullshit like repostable content that your energy is not behind they can feel it yeah and they're not gonna like it <laughs> your audience mm. is gonna be like fuck this and also post personally that's a big suggestion to me um i mean i spoke so candidly about my health journey earlier in the year and i've had oh god in my round of view but fearless four out of the 30 women that were in it in the early stages of this year they all had the same health condition they felt called to work with me because i shared so candidly about my health issues and Mm. still doing the personal development work so you know share stuff that you think no one cares about they care that's a big one like we i uh, I did a podcast with courtney um about a month ago or so Mm -hmm. just about uh, us, our journey to falling pregnant. Yeah. And, um, that was the, that was the hot in with, within, I think five days became the highest downloaded podcast I've ever had. And even no like doubt. from a, from the one that did have the title, which was, you know, recorded over a year ago, which still gets downloads within five days. Yep. So, and that was like massive vulnerability, massive opening, no holding back, like probably I've had mates going, they've had to turn it off because of the shit I was saying. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so true. People, people are just like, you know, we're all the same. We're all got these problems and struggles and pains. 
So when we can see someone that has the courage to ultimately do what we want to do, yeah, it's almost like it's open up. We're, Mm. we're We're just drawn to that. Yeah, it's so powerful. I'm gonna go listen to that podcast episode. Um, because <laughs> even watching just, you speak uh, yeah, about word it. of warning, prepare yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll probably be like, ha, 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 Luke, why don't You'll you be do fine this with to it. me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm called to. I'm like, okay, you're a mm. professional in your field, and like, you're you're great and brilliant at what you do. But who are you really? Mm. Like, where where I where do you falter? Where 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 are things? that are difficult because that to me is true leadership. When you speak about shit, that's fucking hard and that you don't want to talk about and you inspire the masses through doing that. So it's, yeah, everyone like at this point in time, truly to build a coaching business, to do any type of stuff, like to be more loving toward yourself, to live a more fulfilling life. Like you can probably Google a lot of it. But the difference is, is the people that you're learning from, because if you resonate with them, you're going to find that you'll, you'll actually shift. Yeah. You'll actually make a massive change in your life because you can see yourself in that other person. Mm. Um, so yeah, vulnerably speaking, like I, I want to know my coaches, like I will not sign up with somebody unless I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can be too vulnerable? Um, if you're always flailing and there's never a resolution, that's a problem because you need to coach yourself out of that or get a coach to help you out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that there's any such thing personally. It might make people uncomfortable, yeah. but that's okay. They can sit with their triggers. Perhaps they need to initiate more of that themselves. Um, mm-hmm. But too vulnerable, no, not necessarily. Uh, but if you're never coming to a resolution then um, and you're never actually moving it and shifting it and talking about the shifts as well that happen and people are just seeing you in the, the depths and the darkness, then, yeah, that's probably a problem. Because <laughs> mm, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, um, you know, there's some people where they're like you've got people where they're scared of being vulnerable and open and honest and like they hide that. And then you've got the other side where people just like give everything. Yeah. And is it what the, the energy that you get from it? Um, if it's continuous, like yeah. I don't think a lot of people like that. Yeah. So it's like depends having that. It definitely depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if my opinion around it is that if you're this leader for your audience, I think it's massively important to be vulnerable. Yeah. And kind mm-hmm. of show that you haven't got it all together. But then also, like you said, show that you're working through it um, yes. because you've got to be a leader to that audience. You know yeah, I mean? you've got, well, got to walk the talk. Yeah. So when things come up, like I, I, I say this all the time, like every level, same devil dressed up differently. So Every like, level, just, same, I haven't heard this, every level, same devil dressed, dressed up, up differently. differently. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it looks different, same yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, I say like it's every level, same devil. And that's why when you're moving into these new spaces, you're going to be meeting your edges. But if you are moving through them powerfully, that's that's true leadership to me, at least. Mm. Because I'm like, if I'm moving through something and I choose to speak about it, sometimes I don't want to. Like I, you don't have to, by the way. Like I don't like to share everything. A lot of the stuff that I was going through at the time of the health stuff, I would share sporadically on it, but it was a journey that I was dealing with every single day and it was really hard every single day. And I think I would share about it maybe once every month or a couple of months about it because I was trying to move through it. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, it's, I think it depends on the audience and what they're really desiring, but, you know, a good way of understanding how businesses work really well is to kind of look at people outside of coaching and see, okay, how do businesses do a lot of their marketing? And a lot of them are using influencers and a lot of them are using, you know, these different ways of connecting. They're using email lists. And it's like, how can I incorporate that into my business in my own way? Because it fucking works and it's made their business thrive and do very, very well. So how can I incorporate more of that? And the brands themselves are not necessarily being vulnerable themselves, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they might give back to charities or they might do little giveaways or, you know, so notice what the trends are in other businesses and try and apply that to your own. You were doing like, actually, I just remember now, like you were doing influencers at the start. Isn't that how you were getting some clients? Uh, yeah, initially, I think I did it for like three or four months and I stopped completely. Right. So do you think that can work for a coach or is it a bit tough? Not, uh, it's too expensive now. I mean, as far as I'm aware, I actually have no fucking idea, but as far as I'm aware, it's incredibly expensive, massive investment. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I actually don't know. don't have the answer to that one. Could work. Sure. It could. But I, my big suggestion is that you become the influencer so you never have to pay anyone to do it. Mm. I mean, do they have to, if you've got an influencer, I mean, ultimately, if you've got an audience, you technically don't have to be an influencer. But if you've got an audience, right, mm. don't they have to like, because it's almost like they're talking about you or your program, aren't they? Is that how it works? So they've either got had to do your program ago. Yeah. or they know you or something like that because it's not like yeah. oh i've got this product i just used it they're and not going to awesome share for my skin it's like it's- well because my um you know kyle trainer yeah, yeah yeah i know who he is yep so um i don't know if he's still doing it but he was doing it at one stage so basically he um reaches out to people with big audiences and yep. says hey look i'll let you come through my program for free um go through it see how it is when you like it, all you got to do is actually just talk about it to your audience. And then that's a form of influences, yeah. yeah. But I think you probably, to be real and genuine, authentic, you have to have them go through your program. Yes. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they're like, oh, who's this person I've got today? Oh, i got Laura Grady. Laura Grady. Oh, her program is unbelievable. It's great. Yeah, no. It doesn't work. I think yeah. when I did it, it was like a long time ago and yeah. it was the, the market was so different and people were willing to do that. And some of them did actually, in fact, they'd heard of me before. So it wasn't as much of a thing, but just become the influencer. Like, why wouldn't you just become that? And yeah. like an influencer to a small audience, yeah? Like it can be a thousand people. That's fantastic. You know, it doesn't have to be massive amounts of people. Like it doesn't have to be that. But become one yourself because why would you then outsource to everyone else? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Great advice. Laura, thank you so much. Um, where can anyone find you? And if you've got like any offers that you want to kind of mention, go for it. Depends when this is coming out, to be honest. But <laughs> um, this, I think, will be like the 20th of December. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think 21st. Great. Christmas um, present. Yeah. So uh, 
Well, you can find me on my website, www.lauragradycoaching.com. And then on Instagram, Laura Grady with two Ys. Um, I always have programs, different offerings, different spaces coming out. If this is, you know, by the time that this has come out, there'll also be a capacity expanding activation call for coaches. Um, Typically would suggest doing it if you identify as being a woman, men can do it too suggest being a woman if you're doing it though um and that's a really great way of expanding your capacity to receive on an energetic level mindset level belief level all of the levels um but apart from that i would just suggest having a look at my instagram i don't stop talking on there so (laughs) (laughs) i stop talking this whole time (laughs) yeah uh thanks laura Um, thank you so much it's it's lauragradycoaching.com yeah yeah so I'll tag it when it comes out and everything like that. Do you still see any of the winning dudes? No. None of them at all? I see I see Anna. Mm. I'm still friends with Anna, but I don't see anybody. No. Crazy. So How about you? Dan. I'm really good mates with Dan. Yeah. Oh, Dan's lovely. Yeah. Dan's I was lovely. um I was in his uh bridal party. Yeah, and I know. Yeah. I remember yeah. Anna was telling me about that. Yeah, lovely. Oh yeah, Anna was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, off the record, would you catch up with the winning dudes for a, a night out? I'll catch up with you and Dan mm. 100%. Um, and like Anna, I may off the record. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.